MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine. Hosted by me, Danielle Robay. And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, host of Womanica a daily podcast that introduces you to the fascinating lives women history has forgotten. We've always been intrigued by stories of disappearances. Whether it's a fraudster from the 17th century who kept evading the authorities, or a novelist who taunted the Nazis and faked her own death, we all want to know, what happened next? To find out, listen to Womanica on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So we are deep in the middle of a story about anger and sadness, but do not worry. We are here for you. We're all in this together, friends. I'm Dana Schwartz. This is Popcorn Book Club from iHeartRadio. And as always, I am joined by Jennifer Wright, Kramadankwa, Tantran, and Melissa Hunter. Today, we're continuing on our discussion of I Know This Much Is True by Wally Lamb, now a series on HBO. This week, we finally get a peek into Domenico's memoirs, and they are something. Oh, my stupid wife, who I love. Oh my God, my soulmate never gave me any sons. So my line ends with me and my stupid daughter who is annoying and is a burden upon me. This is part three of our conversation. So if you haven't listened to parts one and two yet, go ahead and start there. Don't worry. This episode will be waiting for you when you catch up. Trust me, we're not going anywhere. We've talked about Thomas sort of has that that origin of what Dominic sees as a schizophrenia the summer after freshman year. Thomas uh, then drops out of school, is drafted, fails the psychiatric exam of the draft. They go to McDonald's, and that's really where Dominic, I think, lets, allows himself to see for the first time how um, how affected his brother has become by his, mm-hmm. his mental disorder. Mm-hmm. And and they mentioned that that's when, when Thomas is committed for the first time. But we sort of get a series of incidents. We get, I think he literally has a tinfoil on his head watching TV. He's he's talking erratically. He dates um, Angie, yeah. yes. his sister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a strange um, event where, where Angie, I'm so sorry that I'm going to say these words, uh, where Angie talks about how she breaks up with him because he's weird because he comes while she reads the stories of, of martyred saints, like the violent stories Mm -hmm. of martyred saints, Uh, which she just thinks is like, Oh, that's so gross and weird, but it is like clearly a symptom and a sign of his his descent into mental illness. 
I'm wondering if Angie just didn't even have the language for how traumatic that was. So like gross and weird was the only thing that she could use to describe how like disturbing and traumatic that must have been. Yeah. Yeah. To be experiencing that. Oh. Yeah. And I think it's interesting that Angie says, I just want a normal boyfriend and then yeah. starts dating Leo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's also like if anyone has, if you guys have sisters, um, the idea that like, yeah, like I'm competitive with my sister. And like, if you're competitive with your older sister, you're like, oh, she has a boyfriend. I'll get a boyfriend. I'll date her, his twin. You kind of get funny. the sense that she didn't do it for Thomas. Yeah. No, No. there was, it was that, and she said when she first met Dominic that he had a hot body or something to that effect, like when they were having dinner with their parents. (laughs) (laughs) Angie, I honestly think that it makes sense that Angie and Leo are together in a way because they are both very chaotic, (laughs) except she is a benign chaotic (laughs) and Leo is literally (laughs) evil. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah she's that, chaotic neutral. That quadrant, yeah. 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 yeah, she is chaotic neutral. And um, so she says that Dominic has a hot body and then dates his twin brother. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, like, and then moves on to his to Dominic's best friend. Like, she's just trying to get in with her sister, like, trying to find a way to, like, be in in comp- in competition with her sister. Well, the relationship I will say, between them is so interesting when you compare it to the relationship between Dominic and Thomas as well, because there mm-hmm. is that same yeah. kind of competitiveness between Dominic mm-hmm. and Thomas. It just mm-hmm. Thomas can't really function in the same way that Angie can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I will say that Angie definitely does know how to lean in because she was like. <laughs> Can't have Dominic. How can I get close? <laughs> yeah. She like tried one method. She's like, no, no, no. This this experiment failed. Let's redo the variables. And then she's like, Leo, this is it. This is my way in. She saw him in, was, uh, you're a good man, Charlie Brown. And she's oh, like, that's yep. right. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he played Snoopy. <laughs> I Can we just say, side note, I love this comedic uh E story of that Leo is an actor. Yeah. He's like an aspiring actor. And how he's like when he visits him in the hospital, it's like, oh yeah, your friend, he said he's gonna be in a movie. Just, <laughs> this like it's gonna it's gonna be my shot this time. I just love it's the only comedy to me in this. Yeah. I, like when he's when he's talking to the insurance agent and he Leo's like, I was in New York recently. Like it's so yeah. it's like so perfect. You know who that you it I think it's great because we're exactly all that. yeah. We're all sort of mm-hmm. in the industry and you mm-hmm. know exactly who Leo is as an actor. It's that like douchebag of a person who just like wants to drop at any moment that they've done an audition here or have gone here (laughs) or like was in a city here it's so perfect (laughs) if this were happening now he would be the type of actor who has his headshot as his facebook profile picture yes yes yeah he also feels like he would be like a hat and necklace guy yes yeah i can see that yeah i see that oh my god i just looked up who wait guys who who has not seen the show? I haven't. I haven't I seen it I yet. Haven't, I haven't. Yet. I'm gonna guess start who, watching uh, it soon. Guess who Leo is played by? It's a tough one, but just I want you guys to get Matt Dillon. No, Ooh. but that would be great. No, but good guess. That's a good one. How how old is he? Let me yeah. guess. 
40s, and he typically is known for more, like, comedy comedy. You know, I looked up the cast on IMDb, and for the life of me, I cannot remember anyone except for Mark Ruffalo and, of course, Juliette Lewis, who we talked in the group chat, who I'm uh, afraid of running into. <laughs> because I waved at her dog once. Well, now I can only picture Matt Dillon. Who yeah, is it? Sorry. Yeah, who is it? It's... It's Rob Hubel, which is such good. Oh my gosh, that's really great. That is who it was. I like that. I like that. Excellent casting. And I didn't know, you guys know who plays Dessa? Who? Catherine Catherine Hahn. Hahn. Yeah. Of course it's Catherine Hahn. Of course. She's so good. (laughs) The angel. Yeah. yeah, This is perfect. I was was waiting to, because this is so twisty and turny, I just, I wanted to wait to finish the book before I started the show because I didn't know if they would yeah. reveal. Exactly, because it's like going back and forth between like the 60s and the 90s. And oh, I just want to say time-wise, I went back to the beginning to check the date that Thomas cuts his hand off and it was October 12th. And the uh, car accident, which we literally haven't talked about yet. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. The there car accident. Accidents. The car accident was on Halloween. So- all of this stuff that we're reading about, because it's also about him recollecting, like every time it goes oh, back yeah. to the 60s or the 50s, it's about his recollections and like him talking it over in therapy mm-hmm. and relating it to what's going on now and stuff. So this is all like two and a half weeks. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah, because she said it's two weeks for his yeah. it's visitation days. Yeah. It's, yeah, I was thinking about it. I was like, this feels like it's been a lifetime. This truly feels like this has taken 90 years. <laughs> to I know, happen. We haven't even talked about the fact that he like fell off a balcony three stories. Oh, yeah. After seeing a man while watching, while watching somebody suicide. suicide. Yeah. All right. I'm going to I'm going to just whip us through the recap of this. Yes, situation. Okay. And then we have to get to the last chapter because yes, that yes, yes. one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So. Dominic is prepping for, uh, while he's prepping for visitation uh, to the the committee to get his brother out of Hatch. He's really stressed. He's anxious. He goes home on Halloween. Uh, His girlfriend tells him that in the middle of the night, tells him that she's pregnant. He is angry and homophobic and freaks out. And a bunch of kids in the middle of the night egg his car on Halloween because that's what high schoolers do um what for whatever reason he decides to take his anger out on a drive he goes out on a drive always a bad choice in the middle of the night crashes his car Uh uh-oh bad and i'm going through this so fast while he's high on pain medication um he has his dad pick him up from the dealership because that's just where he had the the people drop him off because he doesn't have a car anymore and he met leo there his stepdad, sorry, he'd be mad that I called him his dad. Very. His stepdad, <laughs> Very. Ray, picks him up and is like, we need to pick up your prescription for more medication. And he's like, well, I need to take these shutters off this goddamn house. They kept bugging me about it. And I, I'm, he's like timing it to the hour. He's like, okay, I could spend like 45 minutes there and then I'll go home and shower and then prep for this Take meeting. a nap somehow. Yeah, take, then, a nap. take a nap. Take a nap. That's not gonna, the and nap's like, never going to happen. Yeah. But. At a certain point, he does the math and he's like, this nap is not I happening. <laughs> and he's like, that's the one relatable thing. I'm like, I've done that math before. Yeah. I'm like, oh no, there's no room for a nap. And he's like, okay, I just got to make it to, to Hatch for my brother's meeting. But first I got to take off these shutters while I'm high on pain medication for my car crash that and, night. 
and my and your hand, hand yeah. is actively bleeding from because <laughs> you have seventeen stitches. And also the stitches oh, are stitches. are splitting as he works. Ugh. So while Ray leaves and leave drops him off at this house, the wife is like, "You need to go. My husband's having a really tough time." And he's like, "But you left me voicemails, so I'm gonna do it." And so while his hand is actively bleeding and his stitches are splitting, he angrily starts ripping the shutters off this home, being like, "I don't even know how I'm gonna get these shutters back. My truck is broken." Um, <laughs> He decides to climb up to the third story. Someone else take it over. He decides, he climbs, oh, go. go, please, Tien, take it. I he, don't want it. <laughs> I read this right before I fell, to, I fell asleep and I was like, God oh, no. damn it, Wally. So he goes up to the third story, starts taking off the blo- the shutters. At first, a bat freaks him out and you're kind of like, oh, is he going to fall? Because a bat like there's a bat there and he's like trying to get rid of it and wax at it. And then he looks into the attic window and it's Henry Rood, the client of his stares at him and puts a gun to his, into his mouth, pulls the trigger. And because of that, Dominic falls off the roof. And the next thing we know is that he is at the hospital. And he, he missed obviously and he uh, obviously missed, missed the, Thomas's hearing. Yeah. Thomas's hearing. Well, if you and don't he have like, time for a several nap, days you don't later. have time for a hospital stay. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he comes to like four days yeah. later or something. Yeah. And he we like- learned that he has a farty roommate. That's one of the also <laughs> hilarious He's details fine. that Wally. <laughs> okay, F- Ms. Felice, Felice, Mr. Felice, yeah. he's, Steve. he's one of the few good yeah, men good in guy. the book. He's just like a sweet, gassy guy. He loves, <laughs> and he loves line dancing. He met his girlfriend line dancing. Yeah, his yeah. girlfriend. Uh-huh. Yeah, they got yeah. matching Western outfits. Yeah. <laughs> That's cute. That's cute. I like that for them. Uh, yes. And surprise, surprise, who is his girlfriend? But our good friend, Nidra Nidra Frank. Frank. Nidra. Even in that moment, I had to laugh, too, because I was like, this is just... This is just too soap opery now. Like everything is coming to yeah. a head. Like the 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 woman's boyfriend is in the same hospital room as Dominic. Like, mm-hmm. ugh, come on. <laughs> it is a small <laughs> town. It's a small town. That's yeah. true. I kind of thought that Nidra Frank had just driven off like into the sunset, though. I yes. I thought she might be yeah. in a different part of the country by now. She was also always going to come back. She was. She we gave her too I, yeah. much real estate earlier. <laughs> yeah, I didn't find it too soap opery, only because I think it, when you're we're reading it, we forget that like that happened a long time ago now. Like That's when true. his mother yeah. died. Mm-hmm. So it. Ha- I mean, I don't know how many years ago that. I think it was, was. four. Okay, I think so he was thirty six when his mother died, and he was forty as this okay. as these okay. events are occurring. So, I buy a coincidental run-in at this point. You get one, Wally. Um, you get one. You get one drop-off of one. the autobiography where he has nowhere to go and has to stay in and read it. Yeah. <laughs> the, the perfect the perfect Nidra detail is she drops the heavy manuscript onto right his right body shattered when he's in the hospital. Right onto it. his shattered leg. Oh. She's she's nice. So funny. <laughs> she's great. I love her. You're listening to Popcorn Book Club from iHeartRadio, and we'll be back right after the break. 
Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hey, I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go, right? There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. On NPR's new podcast, Wild Card, we have ripped up the typical script. It's part existential deep dive and part game show. I ask actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to ask some of life's biggest questions. Listen to NPR's Wildcard on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Okay, we're back with Popcorn Book Club. Then we get the first taste of Dominico's autobiography that oh he boy. writes. Yeah. She and was right. He sucks. She was not great. Absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. He's a terrible person who thinks very highly of himself. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm also glad that the mom didn't read it because all he yeah. says is that she's a deformed yes. like rabbit. Yeah. It oh, burden. my heart. I'm like a burden and that would never give him two <laughs> grandchildren or like yeah. Which he did, uh, but well, I you know. don't even think the grandchildren was the issue because he was like the end of the yeah line. the Onofrio yes that's what it or is or what whatever what was his last name no it was Tempesta 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 which sounds Ooh, like it might Tempesta. mean storm yeah which is such yeah. a great yeah. for this family angry you're very yeah. angry yeah. tempestuous yeah yep exactly. So he was like, oh, my stupid wife, who I love. Oh, my God. My soulmate never gave me any sons. So my line ends with me and my stupid daughter, (laughs) who is annoying and is a burden upon me, is always trying to feed me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's always like my stupid daughter has made dinner for me again. I gotta go. I love that he's throughout the chapter too. He's like, I'm the best man of the town and I'm the smartest. And <laughs> <laughs> they are lucky to have me. I'm the man about town. I'm just like, you suck so bad. His <laughs> exclamation points. <laughs> and he leaves his mother oh, like to be a, essentially a beggar on the street and then yeah. he marries his enemy, mm-hmm. whatever. But it was just like, what a terrible well, thing to she do. She marries his uncle, who's his enemy. 
And I was That's like, right, oh, yeah. this is big Hamlet energy, yeah. which is funny yeah. because Leo did not get cast as Hamlet. I didn't even oh. think about that, but that's great. <laughs> yeah. Tempest, another Shakespeare reference. Oh, a lot of Shakespeare mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. And yeah. I also thought it was interesting. There's the parallel of um, of Domenico, the grandfather, and Dominic, both being people who went into academic fields, but then mm. because of family reasons had to leave mm. those academic fields and then end up involved in manual labor of some sort. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I didn't, oh, even, I didn't even put that, that together. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, uh, Domenico was going to be a priest because when they first started saying that, I'm like, okay, that clearly doesn't pan out. <laughs> so what happened? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and it's it was like, I love, I like Domenico's clearly a jackass, but... I think that he does have a very interesting story, like from his uh, his grandparents being like burned in a volcano, a volcanic eruption, and his mother burning her hand and having this deformity because she tried to like cling to childish things by trying to grab her dollies from the hot lava, uh, all the way to the fact that the town was like, wow, you're special because this virgin statue cried in front of you. We'll all pool our money together to send you away to study so you can become a priest. You are especiale. Yes, Big and Hamilton Thomas energy. feels the same way. Uh, Thomas is convinced that yeah. he's also been touched by God and he's a special yeah. representative of God on earth. There are so many parallels in the in this chapter mm-hmm. to Thomas and the schizophrenia that his mother, that the grandfather's mother clearly had mm-hmm. with the moths speaking to her and all the religious, obviously, qualities. Um, one thing that I flagged that I for, I was like, Oh, this has to mean something, and then I realized that it was written. When was when was this book written? In the nineties, right? Yeah, nineties. Yeah, so they sailed on the morning of September eleventh, nineteen oh one, and I was a hundred years before September. I was like, oh no, the ship's going. <laughs> to like, oh, But this is Wally uh, is a prophet. Is, Wally, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I thought the parallels were interesting with with the the wife burning her hand, obviously yeah. with the, the twin. The twin thing. They reference it as like her twin, like her her hand as her twin, like mm-hmm. the, yep. the the scarred twin, and it was a lot of twin. Uh, that's so interesting about references. about hands. I mean, that's the idea about yeah. hands is that they are mirror images of each other, but they're not the same. They're not um, identical. They have they have symmetry across the horizontal axis. I don't know math for but like that's. For the listeners, we are all holding our holding hands up in front of us. <laughs> yeah. And I'm We're sure not there's sure. That, there's that weird trauma of uh, the fact that Dominic's first accident, his truck accident, means stitches to his hand. I think damage to that yeah. hand. Yeah. He yeah. is always holding up his pristine hand. Is like, I'm different than my brother. Mm-hmm. I have both hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I love that you said always, and it's been two and a half days. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, bless Wally for really making it clear when when that tension is ramping up between him coming home, finding out that uh, Joy is pregnant and crashing his car like that period until he falls off the roof is like tension city. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. I could like hear the score of the HBO limited series in my head. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, man, this is not good at all. Mm. 
Okay, where do we think it's going to go next before we wrap up? Because it's been like I want to put in over my bet for the worst possible outcome, which is um, I think he's going to end up with Dasa again. Oh, oh, no. I really no. hope no. not. Brace yourselves. I'm just saying Ugh. it's. Uh, it feels like it is curving in that direction. He's single now. Uh, Dessa's still a big part of his life. She's still helping out Thomas. It is my worst fear for how this I, book will I end. I mean, the worst version of that if, is if he like showed up and gave her this book. Oh and no! Was like, oh no! <laughs> read about my grandfather. Oh no! <laughs> And then they they get back together. Oh, you mean, okay, wait, Tian, you mean the book that Domenico wrote? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like, oh, I wrote this book. (laughs) It's called I Know This Much Is True. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, maybe that's better. (laughs) My, My worst fear prediction is because we got so much of text from Thomas talking about paranoia, but also being raped that I'm very scared that some of the bad orderlies, the one that like uh, Dr. Not Dr. Lisa Sheffer was like, Oh, I don't like that one. I feel like maybe Thomas is actually being violated in terms of, in terms of trauma bingo. That's what, because they, they clocked that a few times. Yeah. I wonder if it ends with Thomas and Dominic living together. If Thomas comes home, that's the ending, you know, I, I don't know. It just feels like it's interesting to me with a book like this, with with a, such a character that has done such horrific things of like, what is redemption for a man like this mm. or what it, what is his destiny? What is his fate based on all of these horrible things he's done? But it feels like it feels like they're like magnets. Right. And they're going to like come back together but i don't know see my thought is that maybe thomas doesn't end up with him because dr patel keeps saying things like this treatment can't like one brother's health can't come at the expense of the other brothers and so for me i was like maybe his redemption is finally realizing that he doesn't have to always take care of thomas maybe like that is a burden that he is like, because he clearly is just trying to take on way too much yeah. in this last like yeah. 48 hours of his life. <laughs> that maybe the I lesson mean, is him just being like, you can't fix everything. Yeah, it it feels interesting because for Thomas, I hope that he does end up in a, you know, yeah. a good group home with uh, with some support. But it it does feel like you're right, Dominic he has has this martyr complex which is interesting because martyrs are talked about so much in reference to thomas and the saints but yeah dominic and but dominic has beha- excused his bad behavior be through thomas mm-hmm. like he is angry because of this brother that he was given and he has to protect him therefore he can act in a way that is um shitty constantly <laughs> um and i wonder if that really you're right it it depends on what kind of ending Wally wants to, wants to throw us. I, accident- I was checking to see how many pages the book was, and I accidentally read the last line of the book. I will not tell you what it is, but it did not give anything away. <laughs> okay. Well, then now I'm curious. Oh, it's I know is this much is line- true. 
I was gonna. Uh, that's what okay. I was gonna. <laughs> yeah, that's. I saw that. And I was like, oh, oh, stop looking. Um, so I'm not gonna say what I think is gonna happen. I'm going to put in a bid for what I want to happen. Mm. This uh. will come as a shock to you, but I want to know who their father is. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're gonna find out. I think we're gonna find out too. Yes, we should know that. This well, is here's- so plot twisty that like it's a soap opera that like there's no way he's not going to give us a surprise father reveal yeah mm-hmm. melissa and i feel like Henry it's not Rouge. gonna be um, <laughs> yeah i feel like it's not gonna, going to be a happy yeah no. well okay so like, just like, there was a point at which i was like here are my options for who their dad is i'm okay. very focused on finding out who their dad is um i was like what if it actually is ray I've been thinking uh, yeah. about that too, but, yeah. but no, like Ray mm-hmm. really hates him in the way that a stepfather would. Well, there are some dads who hate their kids That's the way true. stepfathers hate their stepkids. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe he's very tied up in the fact that these aren't his children. Or and... maybe he hates them because, you know, because he had to, he felt obligated to like come back. Like he got this woman pregnant that he didn't love and didn't care about. And he resents the babies for forcing him to stay with this woman. Mm. Okay, so that's one option. Then for a minute, I was like, what if they have the same father as Penny Ann Drinkwater and Ralph Drinkwater? Because they're both Mm -hmm. twins. But then I did a little bit of genetic research, uh, by which I mean I googled, can twins come from dads? And the answer is only uh, no, basically, no. There is a gene for fraternal twins, but it is through uh, the egg that it comes because it's about um, releasing yeah. a lot of eggs. Obulation. Yeah. Uh, also, also, aren't aren't they aren't Ralph and Penny half black and half Native American? Well, mm-hmm. the thing about being mixed race though is that not all kids come out looking the yeah. same, and it made sense to me for their mother not to say who the father was if he was a person of color. And Ooh. yeah, so I was like, that's it, and it still could be true, but the the oh. twin gene thing doesn't make it likely like because i was wrong um and then the other option of course was there's the guy that does the transcriptions for um mm-hmm. for domenico the ta- the young oh, italian yeah. man oh yeah yeah, yeah. cuz he just disappeared and then it's like well my kids are italian that's all i needed that's how it felt like she was <laughs> uh and then here's the sad option what if it is domenico and oh. I was thinking about that yeah. too. Oh, or, no, worst I don't think it's I don't think it's Domenico because he has said uh, the implications about his daughter. I wonder though. I was thinking about the uncles that came over. <gasps> that with, makes sense with oh, yeah. Domenico, oh, which I hate. Yeah. But it's already um, listen. Uncle stuff has already been presented. Yeah. yeah. It's not going to be, I don't think it's going to be happy. I don't think it's going to be like, yeah, and the mayor of the town has been looking for his son the whole time. I know it's that it's, Disney. I know it's not going oh, to be happy, but just one, I want to know because I am nosy. <laughs> and two, yeah. I want to know because I never got the satisfaction of knowing who um, Connell's father was in Normal People. So I'm just like, I need to know who someone's dad dad is. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to Popcorn Book Club from iHeartRadio. We'll be right back after this quick break. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. 
and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hey, I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go, right? There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. On NPR's new podcast, Wild Card, we have ripped up the typical script. It's part existential deep dive and part game show. I ask actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to ask some of life's biggest questions. Listen to NPR's Wild Card on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. All right, so let's get back into it. Is there anything else about these pages that is uh, that someone is uh, eager to talk about? Because I feel like we whoa, a lot happened really fast, and we probably missed some stuff. Well, just the um, the relationship that the town has with the Native American people in it, mm-hmm. and the tribe, which I am probably mm-hmm. going to butcher the pronunciation. I think it's Waquanic. Um and that sounds like it's in the realm, but the Waquanic tribe and how they're building a casino and that's mm-hmm. a big thing that keeps coming up and yeah i think it's interesting the way that all these white people in the book are like oh they're gonna be so rich like <laughs> screw these guys <laughs> man yeah i can't believe that electric boats going under we're not gonna make submarines anymore but these dudes yeah. get money from an investor in malaysia and get to build a casino screw those lucky uh, bastards yeah lucky ralph who's been exploited for child pornography as an orphan since age of 10 now working as a janitor oh what a lucky break <laughs> yeah. but it seems very interesting because there was that history teacher in high school who was basically mm-hmm. like oh whatever happened to the Waquanics? they've disappeared who will ever say who could know and then ralph is like um i'm here <laughs> and like there have always been in at least through dominic's eyes because we are seeing this through dominic's eyes there's always been this relationship and there's a specific burial ground that the department of public works also tends to yeah. So this there's this like relationship that is unspoken but ever present, and I thought it was interesting that the night nurse for Dominic um, also was married to a woman who was part Waquanic, and so 
it's like a thing that is a part of their society, but it doesn't come up until it needs to come up. And like with the rest of the country where it's like, we've ignored the fact that this is their territory and we are Mm -hmm. trying to wipe them out. But it's nice to see that they're still there and they're still active in the area and still active in the community and trying to build. Yeah, the attitude is like, mm-hmm. who can ever know? Like the teacher, just like, Sid. <laughs> it's like very passive voice. Like they were massacred. We don't know how. It just happened. They walked, yeah. into, they walked into some disease. Um, yeah, oops, all genocide. <laughs> America loves this passive voice. Um, it really does. I once went to um, Dollywood and uh, they do a show about the history of America and all the oh, Indians no. turn into birds. Uh, it's just one day they all decide, Native Americans all decide to become birds. And uh, then they put Dolly. on bird costumes and flutter away. Um, um, can is, I ask, how does, Dollywood, how does Dollywood do the Civil War? Oh, it is very yes. upsetting. I, I am not sure if you already <laughs> know, because this feels like a leading question. So um, I, I hope that since I went to Dollywood, this has changed. This was years ago. But um, fingers crossed this has changed. So they recreate the Civil War through pig races, where... Uh, I'm sorry. There's a pig what? race. <laughs> so, okay. I have a follow-up no, question. Yes. No, no. Who no. are the pigs? Is everyone a pig? Oh, okay. This is very important. Um, all of the pigs get... Um, weird little names like Scarlett O'Hama, like, except for General Robert E. Lee. They do not fuck around with General Robert E. Lee. That pig is just called General I Robert mean, E. Lee. how would you, how would you stuff a pig pun into Robert E. Lee's Robert, name? Robert, Robert E. Piggly. Robert Piggly, Piggly oh, Wiggly. Piggly. Piggly Wiggly Lee. Like, I, I don't want to have to come oh up with God. it on the spot. Wait, wait. So then they, they race the pigs. They race the pigs. And the, pigs. Like the South wins. The South wins. The South mostly wins. I talked to the people oh who worked God. there, and they were like, usually the South wins because they have better pigs. So okay, anyway, I, I have more follow-up was... questions. Yes. Yes, go on. I there came are... up with a pun for his name, though. There are real <laughs> pigs. Real pigs. Robert E. Squeak. <laughs> there were a lot of options. There were That's a lot good. of options if they wanted to do a pig pun. <laughs> I would love Tana's to just a do a professional it. comedian. No, 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 no. I would just love to do a special podcast episode on Dollywood's well, portrayal yeah, of the Civil War. Um, that, because I did not <laughs> expect this when I I love Dolly Parton. Like, what what a lovely woman. Um, I I went there for my bachelorette party. And, uh, you know, we, we spent the day at the amusement park and it was really fun. And then in the evening, they were like, they, they do this show. It's kind of like a rodeo. We should get tickets. And it was collectively the weirdest thing we have ever seen in our lives. Oh and the gosh. South won the Civil War. Um, no, what, a it was, what a gift to exit being single on. Wow. You're just like, yeah, no, I don't need to no, live this just, life anymore. I'm married, Daniel, and just like, lock it down. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna be gone. Um, yeah, good, goodbye to the South. Uh, yeah, back to the north. Back to the north, where where history is accurate, and there aren't so many pig puns. So yeah, so there's still a part of the south that is trafficking very heavily in Native Americans. Just disappeared, just oh, became yeah. birds. Oh, surely, yes. Wow. Yeah. I I'm just really I cannot stop focusing on this like 
man in the high castle, but the civil war, but pigs. I don't what think I'm going to move on from that one um, quickly I, at all. Look, I, I think if you were to want to write about it, um, if they are still doing this, you should 100% go and write about it because I don't know. I'm going to... Yeah, just... I'm going to hang up and call them. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> call them will send you out there to write about that particular phenomenon. Oh, for wow. sure. Yeah. That's oh my wild. God. It was. But anyway. Insane. Sorry. That was an interesting digression. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, necessary, yeah. clearly. But that's um, where the book ends. Dominic and Thomas go to Dollywood. <laughs> go to Dollywood. <laughs> the pigs all raced, and we were the pigs, and the pigs were us. And I know this much is true. <laughs> Uh, I, I left from, from pig to man and man to pig. <laughs> uh, the other thing that I did want to say that we didn't touch upon was I really liked chapter 31 because it was primarily Domenico's autobiography. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of refreshing to have a voice that wasn't Dominic's oh. narrating, mm-hmm. even though yeah. truly the worst voice. He like Nidra was right. She was like, he's kind of horrible. And yeah. that yeah. was her polite way of saying he is truly a monstrous human being. Yeah. But it was very interesting to hear somebody else's voice and to remember like, oh, right. Not everyone in the world is Dominic. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, what's interesting is right. The chapter right before that was the joy tape. Right. And so that obviously, but it, it was interesting to put those two chapters right next to each mm-hmm. other of like, it. that's why it does feel like it's an interesting time to stop like to, for this section to end because mm-hmm. it is like sort of feels like a shift into like what is Dominic's next chapter now. And we you kind of buffer that with the grandfather's tape with the grandfather's letter and and Joy's tape. Maybe this is so dumb, but from Domenico's writing style, I got like a very Wario energy from, from him, <laughs> like, like Mario Party, just like. His use of exclamation points, like, I am the greatest. Mm-hmm. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> like, if he was playing Mario Party, he is Wario. I would love a, a side trip to the 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 guy that um that typed it all up for him. Just like Yes. You're the greatest. Yes. Okay, buddy. Like just like drinking and be like, You sure you wanna say that? You wanna say it that way? Mm-hmm. Okay. No, it's your book. It's your book, buddy. Uh, counter, I don't think he's a Wario. I think he's a Waluigi. Oh, yeah. Well, big Italian energy. Big mustache energy. Yeah. Love those those Italian caricatures that Nintendo (laughs) continues to profit from. (laughs) (sighs) Uh, Well, this was a a delight of trauma. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see yes, how it yeah. ends. We'll see if we find out who that dad is. See how it. See how it ends. Thank you. Can't all wait for to keep me. Word, reading the worst stuff. Yeah. yeah. Thomas <laughs> would give this book one thumb up. Oh my god. Oh, oh my god. god. Oh, Too no. soon. Too soon. And on that note, one thumb up. One thumb up. Goodbye. Bye. That's our show for the week. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Dana Schwartz, and you can find me on Twitter at Dana Schwartz with three Zs. You can follow Jennifer Wright at Jen Ashley Wright. Karama Dankwa is at Karama Drama. Melissa Hunter is at Melissa FTW. 
And Tian Tran is smart enough to have gotten off Twitter, but she is on Insta at Hank Tina. Our executive producer is Christopher Hasiotis, and we're produced and edited by Mike Johns. Special thanks to David Wasserman. Next week, we continue I Know This Much Is True. We'll get some more Birdsey family history and things, frankly, get a little bit bizarre. I will not have a wife. I will have this monkey. (laughs) If you saw that in a cross stitch on someone's house, you'd be like, I got to get out of this house. Popcorn Book Club is a production of iHeartRadio. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, host of Womanica a daily podcast that introduces you to the fascinating lives women history has forgotten. We've always been intrigued by stories of disappearances. Whether it's a fraudster from the 17th century who kept evading the authorities, or a novelist who taunted the Nazis and faked her own death, we all want to know, what happened next? To find out, listen to Amanica on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.